Episode three of the Crown Cast. And look, I don't want to, you know, get biased or have anybody angry with me, but this is the first time we've had an all pro on the Crown Cast. So this is next level for us. It's Chris, it's Dan above me, and the guy you really want to hear from is George Odom, the all pro safety and special teamer from the San Francisco 49ers. George, how are you, man? I'm no good. Out here in Florida. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Chris. Thank you, Dan the man. I'm excited yeah, to uh, answer some of the questions y'all have been asking for. Well, you're uh, you're in better weather than than we're in, and and that's how you live your life mostly because you're in California and now you're in Florida. Uh, so you're you're certainly in better weather than what we're dealing with in upstate New York. Let me ask you a question, just strictly as an athlete, and I'm not looking to pick at any scabs here, but will you actually watch the Super Bowl, having gotten as close as you guys did? Will I watch it? Uh, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm not going for any team, but I'm going to watch it for sure. Okay. it's. I mean, I've heard of athletes who are like, I can't even, if I'm not there, I don't want to deal with it. But why do you say like, oh, yeah, I'm absolutely going to watch it? You're obviously a football fan, but why do you want to make sure you watch it? Well, I don't see who messing up. Like, see who blowing coverages, see who getting open, see who mossing on each other. Like, it's football at the end of the day. I'm trying to watch athletes go hit them. Go truck somebody. So just watching the game, the whole aspect of it. DJ, I know. I, I also know some uh, people that play. I I know uh, people play for Philly. So I'm not saying I'm going with Philly or nothing, but I know a few players that I'm going. I'm I'm hoping they're gonna make it. Hope get All that right. ring. Is uh, Dan? I'm going to do a couple more Super Bowl things here, and then we can really do the deep dive on who George is and why this partnership with Novice is is so perfect, and how it so serendipitously came together. The the backstory is is unbelievable. Um, is Sunday a cheat day for you? What's on the Super Bowl menu? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl menu. We definitely grilling. Uh, for sure, some type of uh, some type of beef, some type of beef. Uh, probably some hot dogs. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I think we're gonna go somewhere, but I'm definitely trying to have some type of hot dog and hamburger for sure. All right, so you don't have to be super strict with the diet on on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm not strict at all with my diet. As long as I eat more than I gotta eat. Man, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, help us out here as a defensive guy. How do you game plan for these two quarterbacks? Uh, for Patrick Mahomes, you got to play man coverage. Man coverage with somebody uh, spying him. You don't want him to get out of pocket like that. And then uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, keep him contained, make him play quarterback. That's the only way you're going to beat him. Uh, don't let him get out of pocket because they're going to have the big plays. That's, you just eliminate the big plays, you eliminate them. All right, But I'm it's hard to – it's hard. Yeah, it's I know. Said it down, but it's hard to. <laughs> Either one of these guys. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you guys here. Take me through this incredible story, Dan and George, of how you guys came together. How working with Nick and Garrett and and Scott and Novice just was the absolute perfect fit. Yeah. So uh, Chris, it was interesting. I was actually on vacation in Cancun. And one of George's friends was in the pool. He had a uh, a crown tattoo, um, and it actually was said James one twelve. It caught my eye, so I started to talk to his friend Todd Day, and lo and behold, he's friends with George. So they played college football as well. 
Um, he goes, yeah, my boy George, he's he's on the Niners. So long story short, we started to talk a little bit about you know what we do with pro athletes and building brands and who we're looking for in terms of a high character guy. And when I heard about his story from his friend, and then got on a uh, on a Google call with George later that night, and he shared a little bit about who he was. And he was actually at the gym, and it was like ten o'clock at night, and he was getting after it and putting in that work. And I could tell, you know, right from the rip that this guy was the real deal. You know, he really wanted to do the best he could for the Niners this season. Um, and then learning more about who he was as a person, you know, his character his work ethic, his faith, it just really felt like a really good fit. So when I came home from that trip, I shared with uh, Garrett and Nick and Scott, and I said, you know, I met um, this guy, Tade, and I met, you know, his friend George, who plays on the Niners. And I was like, you won't believe this, but first of all, the common connector was this crown tattoo, and it had the same Bible verse that we right. are founded on. You know, James right. 1.12 was crazy. Um, so we hopped on a call with George, the business owners met him. He was able to share part of his story and I'll kind of leave it up to George to kind of fill in the gaps there. But from my perspective, I was like, man, I knew this guy was going to be the real deal from the beginning and he's been everything. And then some, and we couldn't ask for a better guy to represent our company. So George, you're not just an NFL player. Like you said, we're, we're, we're dealing with a two-time all pro here. So you could certainly look for other partnerships um, beyond other people just approaching you. When you find out about all these common threads and elements, the crown and James 112, um, did you know immediately like, okay, obviously these guys need to put out a good product and I want the logo looking the way I want the logo, but, but did it just make sense for you immediately that Novice was the brand? Well, I'm going to put it, be, I'm going to think about before Novice. So I was a, uh actually just now getting to the 49 how like damn i'm trying to find a logo i'm trying to figure out like who can i be here you know and uh one of my good friends Todd A, like i said had called me i was like all right he got the guy on the phone let me see how it is and then they started sending me stuff online like as far as like logo looks and stuff like that and i kind of like based my stuff like this year like what they're saying like like face football and family kind of it's kind of it's, it's a weird thing and so i was like i got the i got the brand i started posting all the other stuff and i just started playing like that too this year also like just playing mm. more faster like kind of like the logo like you know what I'm saying? it's an arrow just one direction i'm gonna bring back to this uh the kind of quote we kind of did this year uh it's matthew 17 20 to 21 uh the faith of the mustard seed basically like having faith in uh I'm not gonna read the quote out exactly, but it's having faith in the mustard. Just ha if you have a little faith, you're not gonna go far. It's like taking the first step. But if you can just say, if I can move this mustard seed from here to there, like I can move a mountain from there to there. It's just having that first step. I feel like the quote means to me is just having having the faith to take that first step, you know. And that's what I did with Dan and everybody else in the mm. company, like just taking the first step of moving forward with them. And so that's where we are today. Yeah. And Chris, we I, I uh, flew out there. And when I met with George, he talks about faith, family and football. And he was with his family. So I got the privilege of meeting his now fiance and and his son. And I could tell, like, you know, this guy's spending time with his family. He, he really cares about everything going on in his life. And he's a high level achiever. 
and having that initial meeting one-on-one with him for like an hour and 45 minutes. So he was super invested and wanted to learn more about us and, and we about him. It just seemed like a really good fit and that he could be the guy to really take us to the next level too. Um, and being that athlete and we saw what he did on the field this season. All right. So is there a date set for the wedding? No, nah, not yet. We just All got right. on the season. We got to watch Super Bowl. Then we're going to sit down and think about it. I like that. All right. Uh, by the way, if you walk into the novice headquarters, this is immediately what you see. The banner with you obviously rocking the lounger and yeah. the logo made by our guy Ben here in-house. That GO30. Um it's it's pretty awesome, man. So everybody who comes through here, George, uh, sees you immediately, and that other guy Butker who's playing on Sunday. But yeah, it's it's you're prominently displayed, man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Dan, I always be sending me the pictures and stuff. I like it. <laughs> All right, uh, Dan. You said how great of a year George had. He led everybody in special teams tackles twenty one. George, I saw you tweet, and I love this. Uh, Special teams leader in tackles. Let's see who makes first team. Does now you're still an all pro, but I'm 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 just curious. Yeah, being so, second team. Does that give you a little bit of a chip going into next year? First of all, I'm a, I'm I'm thinking defense first, defensive player first. Okay. Because if you can't play defense, you're not gonna play in the league that long. Yep. Uh. But no. So looking back at the history. Looking back at the season, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you back to a memory I thought. So I seen them, uh, the Commanders. This on, I feel like this is the only reason why I didn't make the uh, first team. So I seen the NFL, the Commanders, like they got all these followers on Instagram and all these, all this power. They're powerful, right? Yep. NFL got 22 million followers, something like that. I only got 35,000. So then when they posted a story about the dude from uh, the Commanders that he got first team, it's like kind of swept, swept. Everybody mind, oh, this guy right here is eating and doing all that stuff. And at the time, he had two more tackles than me. I had, I had like sixteen. He had like, he had sixteen. I had like fourteen. Hmm. And so we were playing them. We were finna play the Commanders, and I was like, okay, like this guy got a lot more tackles than me. Like, then I seen, I just put, I put on the NFL comment, LOL. I was like, they got me messed up. <laughs> and so that game, I went out and had four tackles on special teams. I jumped in front of them two right there. And then uh, he he didn't have none in that game. Yeah. Well, he ended up starting on defense. That's one of the reasons too. But he almost had one on punt. I got in too late. <laughs> but uh, then start moving forward from then. Like I seen like the players in the room just started looking up to me and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, I gotta like really lead these guys. Like I'm gonna show them like how it is. Like I'm gonna show it how to how to make it. And then from there, I just started, like, my training regiments was strictly on point. Like, what I do, finish for Fridays, like, hmm. I end the week perfect. And if I do end the week perfect, then I'm going to have a perfect game. That's how I was going from there. Well, Field Yates blew up your spot on Twitter, telling everybody how much money you were making by being named an all-pro <laughs> and then how much you'll get on top of your base salary next year. I'll just say this. The wedding will be really, really nice. Hey, the ring nice. The wedding got to be nice, too. <laughs> I love that, man. Um, speaking of how good your defense is, the quarterbacks get paid all the money. They get all the publicity. You guys 
got to the NFC Championship game with the third stringer and the last pick in the draft, and as well as Brock Purdy played. I'm just curious, did your defense prove this year that quarterback is the most overrated position in football? Well, it's kind of like it's a it's like it's like a stake in the heart this past season because of quarterback situation at the very end, but throughout the whole yeah. season, like the defense. If you watch from the first beginning of the game, people feel like they can handle us and something like that. It was a it's the craziest thing, looking back at it. But our defense so ruthless out there, they are tearing people like limb to limb. It's like if you're going to going to Pennzo you know, falling thing with Kate with lines. Like people can't handle that. So at the end like at the end of the game, people are like they're like catching the ball and trying to turn and dropping the ball because they're not focused on catching and just like making a move. Cause they're getting hit. It's like you can't take the hitting all day. That's why our defense was so dominant this year. Like that was monsters out there. And Bosa, you're a pro because you Greenlaw, <laughs> all the safeties, Huff, Gill, all of them. They're tearing your heads off. <laughs> You're a pro, dude, because you handled that loaded question with ease. Uh, Dan, man, help us help us learn some more here about George. You know, obviously, so much about his background um, and what again, why he's the perfect athlete for novice. Yeah, I mean, I had the privilege of going down to uh, to the Charlotte game in North Carolina to see him play. And uh, George always takes time for those people who come out. And uh, he had a bunch of family there and he was making uh, a point to make sure he spent a lot of time with them and taking care of everybody. And he said, uh, what's up to our team on a, on a video as well. And cool. just really caring so much about, you know, working with us. And it really means a lot to us as well as just like his care and attention to detail and everything that he does on the field, off the field, true professional, somebody that is going to continue to rise up the ranks and, uh, his story overall is just like one of perseverance, you know, from the, his time in high school to then going and playing Central Arkansas and then going on and, you know, making the, the team with the Colts and then rising up the ranks that way. And I think it just really embodies what we as a company want to stand for. Um, he's He's been claiming his crown all the way along, and uh, it's it's just been a pleasure to continue to see him develop and to rise. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to journey with him throughout throughout his career. I know there's big things to come, even bigger ones to come next season and, and beyond for George because he's putting in the work and it certainly shows. Um, we're just really grateful to be part of that. I mean, listen, George, you're only 29, but I, I wonder when you look in the mirror at times, do you think to yourself, how did this happen out of Millington, Tennessee? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think like that. I just feel like, where am I, where can I go now? Like, where can I actually like level up a little bit my game or something like that? Or just like in life, just like, just being grateful and thankful. That's my whole thing. Football, I'm always thinking about how can I get better? In life, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm grateful. Like I can help somebody else. Like take the time out and just like, cause most people don't take the time out and actually like, overcoach like people or something like that i, I kind of like take the time and be with people like see how they are and see how they react and just show them a good time dan give me the insight here how did this yeah. guy get to where he is knowing what you know about him 
Well, yeah. So when I was out there in California, he was all business, wanted to really understand more about novice. Like I said, we met for an hour and 45 minutes asking great questions. He was super prepared for the meeting. But then after the fact, he said, like, show people a good time, really invest in who they are, too. Um, he invited me to, you know, learn a little bit more about himself, his family, got to hang out with him, uh, you know, uh, enjoy a couple of drinks by the pool. But it was really that relationship builder. And and George, you know, he likes having a good time. He likes uh, making people feel good. Um, everybody that I've talked to, Tade, his other friends, they they really understand who he is as a person because, like you said, like he wants to invest in other people. And he he shared with me his mantra: "Any means necessary." Love that. And uh, I want him to talk a little bit about that. But what I've gotten from that is seeing him do it on the field, but off the field too, because it is by any means necessary. He wants to continue to build up. You know, the people around him, um, those that he's working with, his teammates, and then obviously the community, too. And he shared some, you know, really important things with me from the get go about where he's hoping to take some of this stuff with, you know, giving back to his community where he lives. And um, it's, it's been pretty special. George, when did you start living by that? Any means necessary. When did that phrase become part of your daily? Kind of like. I would say I've been living by, but not saying the exact quote, mm -hmm. you know, uh, kind of like looking at hit black history a little bit, uh, thinking about Malcolm X, like all the things he done kind of like went by that same mo like motto. But like when I was a kid, I kind of went by a different motto, like watching, I mean, all in college, I watched Naruto. Uh, it took a long time to watch all the episodes, like a thousand plus episodes. So like his motto was like, he never back down, he'll never give up a lot of things and that kind of like i would call it the animal in college now i'm called all pro geo in the nfl so it's like like different parts of my life i kind of grew up like having that same mentality of like art like i can't complain about it. like what's next like i gotta i gotta get this stuff done it's gonna have to get done by any means necessary like it had to, it's gonna have to get done so i don't I'm gonna complain about it it's always your mind telling you these things like, oh, man, it's so bad. It's, it's so worse. But I, I seen worse. It could be yeah. worse. Like, my face could be like I had the accident on uh, Thursday trying to go to the mall before the game on the, the NFL, well, the championship game. And, like, I didn't think about it like that. I thought about it like, all right, sure, my, I just don't want my face to be messed up too bad. But I'm going to play. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm going to play. My team need me. Like I'm, I'm a leader on special teams. Like I'm gonna play. Like I'm getting, I had to get my neck worked on, all the type of stuff. Like I had to really build up my shoulders just throughout that week, just like a process. And so, hey, yeah, Chris, George told me something on a call probably five weeks into the season, uh, before the the Carolina game. And we were discussing some things and he was sharing, you know, that they were getting ready to really turn it up on the season at that point. And he said to me, you know, it's going to be like stacking wood in the wintertime, stacking yep. the W's. And from that minute on, like I knew that he was going to bring it and he did. And I saw him on the field in that game and I saw him, the camaraderie he was building on the sidelines with his teammates and then getting in the huddle and getting people amped up and, when I look at the season, I see that as a pivotal turnaround point because then the Niners went on to win, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten games in a row. 
And it was really an interesting thing to reflect on. But again, George, again, he says any means necessary. He's living by that and he's instilling that in the people who are yep. around. Yep. yep. I love that. All pro geo. I've got initials CO. How fast? I got a question for y'all. Yeah. How fast do you think I ran this year as far as uh, miles per hour? Ooh. Boy, I, I wish I came What's up with that. What's the top speed you think I reached this year? Top speed, I would put it at 23.4. Oh, no, that's too high. That's, I don't even know if any player on the <laughs> earth running 23. They running uh, 22.5, but 23? You I might be the first, George. You might be the first. <laughs> I was going to go with 21. Hey, why but... my kickoff? It looked like I'm the first person to ever run that fast. <laughs> <laughs> What is what is Tyreek running in? What's Tyreek's top speed? I think he hit like twenty two three nine or something oh. like that. One year, I know somebody hit like twenty two something. I got to look it up, but okay. So my top speed is twenty one point five. Wow! They pull you over in a school zone for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh <Damn>. man, <laughs> that's twenty one five. Holy, unbelievable! Um, listen, man, this has been fun for me personally just as a, as a fan uh dan knows you certainly really well and and you're doing big things on the field but you're helping out this novice brand incredibly uh, as well george thanks for all the time man you're in your off season i dan you want to ask him about the training the off season compared to in the season yeah i mean that'd be great i think a lot of people out there who are listening would like to know so what is it looking like a typical day for you as you're preparing for next year it's off season it's a little bit different but take us through that a little bit Okay. All right. Uh, I could just take you. I could take you like I could give you a flashback of last year, kind of like how how I've done my whole scheduling type ordeal. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, typically during the summer, like I hoop like basketball for like an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sometimes Saturdays. Uh, I normally try to get a lift in the same days. This was last last summer, so I was trying to get lifted the same days. Uh, then I kind of met the dude named Alvin. We were going four days out the week, at least lifting four days out the week, hooping. I was slowing down hooping because I wanted to gain weight, so I brought that down to like two days throughout the week. And then uh, just eating. Uh, during the summer, I was just eating whatever, just eating as much, as much as I can. Not really like – I had little meal plans for like about a month before camp. But during right when I got in kind of in season during OTAs and stuff like that, uh, OTA started back kind of eating like rice and salmon, eating omelets in the morning, and at night I kind of start eating whatever like during OTAs. And then once the season started, I kind of went to like a stricter little stricter diet. Uh, I kind of I was eating, I was I was trying to mass eat because I was eating Chick Fil A in the morning. I started out the season eating Chick Fil A in the morning, like two biscuits. Uh, it was a bacon egg cheese and uh, with uh, what is the your yogurt with the the trail mix in it? So a little parfait, a little parfait, yeah, yogurt yeah. parfait. I had yogurt yeah. parfait. I ate that at eight o'clock every morning. By nine, I'm, I had to use the bathroom. Then I'm lifting on Monday. Uh, Mondays, I'm we lifted on Mondays, Wednesdays. You can lift on Tuesdays, but Tuesdays are off days, so I really didn't lift. I did other stuff around the house. Wednesdays I lift, Thursdays, 
you know, Thursday, my long day in practice, and then Friday, the finish Friday, I'm I'm buffing up all this. It's getting real big, strong. Uh, kind of went through my eating schedule. So right after we left in the morning, that's like at nine, around ten, we got another meeting, and then I try to eat during that lunch hour. I try to eat uh, it really rice, broccoli, like a big scoop of rice, like at least two cups broccoli, at least uh like this size salmon. Um, if I don't eat salmon, I mean chicken. Yep. I don't eat no. I didn't eat no beef, no uh, pork. I eat bison. Uh, and then uh, during dinner, my fiance she she cook the special like the special thing: uh, chicken, rice, broccoli. <laughs> Same thing, but it tastes way better when she cooks it. <laughs> but I eat two of those, two meal plans of those before I go to bed, and I also try to get something else in. So I ought to get like. Um, like a bowl of cereal in, and that's why I gained. Uh, I was 194 when I started the season, I was 202 when I ended the season, so I gained eight pounds throughout the season. That's just a constant meal. I, I hated it, but boom, boom, boom. But then every once in a while, like on uh, day before the game, Saturdays, I ordered a large pizza, <laughs> big hand, uh, uh, original pan pizza from Pizza Hut. <laughs> Need that. I'm talking about eat like at least half of the pizza. <laughs> and the other half and whoever around me gonna get a slice or two. So I ain't greedy. <laughs> you uh, I gotta eat mine. <laughs> I have family in Halls, Tennessee, so not too far from where you're from. So I know you're close to Memphis. Are you dry rub or wet ribs? Wet. <laughs> no dry rub. No, sir. That's no, it's like having like it's like having a plain chicken sandwich, no condiments. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but it could be great. <laughs> there you go. I like that. You can put the, the dry robe on it and slap that uh, barbecue <laughs> sauce on there. <laughs> for sure. DJ, anything else for our guy? No, nah, I mean, I just want to thank you, George, again for your time. Um, all the best training in the off season. We're looking forward to seeing you on the field again. And uh, go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Our George, thank you, man. Stay healthy, buddy. Thank you. Keep claiming that crown. Yes, sir.